We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Fantasy Football Sunday here on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens with you. Chris Unicero with you as well, which means, of course, obviously we will have after hours coming up at 10 o'clock. Feels good today. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I took it easy last night for the first time in like 75 Saturdays. But after last week's fantasy football numbers, we finally got the NFL to come alive in the... uh, and the scoring, it's been a been a slow week here. Of course, you're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday here on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I want to give you guys a little bit of heads up before we get into the to the matchups. But before, obviously, we do this every week, who's in, who's out? Uh, a little side note here. For those of you that are TJ Hawkinson owners, um, Minnesota just came out like five seconds ago and said, we plan on using TJ Hawkinson a lot today. Obviously, the newly acquired tight end from the Detroit Lions. So those of you out there that have TJ Hawkinson have been waiting to see what he can do in a new role, you don't even have to wait six days. You, it's it's apparently going to happen today uh, as it's Minnesota versus the Washington Commanders. Uh, I still can't get used to saying that out loud. Washington football team should have stayed that way. Um, but other players expect to play that are new faces in new places. Bradley Chubb doesn't mean anything unless you have a defense in Miami. Maybe that changes their defense because it's been Miami just kind of reminds me of the 2019, 2018 Chiefs. I'm not saying that two is Mahomes, but like they just have a really, really, really good offense. And then their defense just keeps every single game within reach. But Jeff Wilson, Chase Claypool, TJ Hawkinson, Naheem Hines, um, Zach Moss, Kadarius, Tony, Rashad Fenton, and Rokon Smith all expected to play. Cam Akers has been found. Uh, he is no longer Carmen San Diego. He is active versus the Bucks. Stay for sources. How much he plays, uh, that'll be predicated on the flow of the game is what they've said in, in uh, St. Louis. James Conner. Uh, this kind of crushes me because Eno Benjamin no longer is, uh, is, is relevant. So James Conner will play. I think Eno Benjamin still plays. We'll get into that a little bit later. Darren Waller list is questionable for Sunday due to hamstring injury is still not fully healthy and is unlikely to play versus the Jags. Damian Harris. He's still questionable. Not going to play unlikely to at least with the illness that he has. Deandre Swift listed as questionable for Sunday uh, or for today due to a shoulder and ankle injury is expected to play versus the Packers, but limited role. We'll get into that. What that means for Jamal Williams as well. Um, Falcons officially activated Cordell Patterson off the injured reserve. So those of you that have Patterson uh, today, you finally get to smile. 
Um, and in the Monday night game, Saints and Ravens, no Mark Andrews, no Gus uh, Gus Edwards, also no Rashad Bateman as he was put on the R, uh, he was put on the IR this week. Mark uh, Marshawn Lattimore listed as uh, out as well, so he won't play. Neither will Jarvis Landry, who was listed as questionable. And we know the Michael Thomas news got uh, put on the uh, IR and is out for the rest of the season. Not IR, he's just out for the rest of the season. Uh, Chris, let's do some matchups here on fantasy football. <laughs> matchup today is we obviously do the noon games followed by the three o'clock games and we'll get you in the sat the sunday night game we'll also tell you what my all juice game is for the late great therese paler that we do every single sunday the first game is minnesota at washington and the first thing that this game reminds me of is is this not like you know the spider-man meme where they're both pointing at each other is that kurt cousins and taylor heineke because i feel like they're the same damn person okay it's sunday i won't cuss the same dang person heineke Cousins, I feel like there's really no, there's really no change there, right? It just, it kind of seems to be the same person, at least in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not, I don't know. But either way, this just feels like a Justin Jefferson breakout type of week. Has not scored a touchdown since week one. We are in week nine. Um, it's time for you to break out, Mr. Jefferson. You've been there with catches, you've been there with yards, it's fine. But get in the dang end zone, man. Kirk Cousins, since he bought that chain, has looked like a completely different Kirk Cousins. A little more pep in the step. A little more swag in the bag. But Kirk Cousins, since he bought that chain, has been absolutely different. Also, the addition of TJ Hawkinson. We opened this show up with exactly what TJ Hawkinson was going to do. And the Minnesota Vikings plan on using him a lot. A lot. What that means for Justin Jefferson, I don't know. What that means for Adam Thielen, hopefully just goes away. Hopefully it's the TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson show, and those two tend to be a big factor in this game. And Kurt, man, he's got it. This year, he's going up against a defense that allows 226 passing yards per game. 226. Cousins, I hope to see you have that by the third quarter starting. First drive of the third quarter, you should be able to eclipse 226 passing yards against the Washington Commanders. Um, Minnesota is also not good on defense. I'm just saying, I think with all the buys that are out there this week, because by the way, here's your buy teams. Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, Giants, Pittsburgh, Niners. Out of all those teams, what? Maybe Daniel Jones, maybe Dak Prescott. I don't know if you're starting Jimmy Garoppolo in your fantasy football leagues. If you are, you're probably one in six, one in seven. Um, but if you have Dak Prescott or you have Daniel Jones, you think to yourself, dang, what do I do? Probably listen to this show and listen to what I'm about to tell you. Minnesota's defense is not good. I know Minnesota is six and one. They're a good football team, probably a playoff team, maybe the two seed in the NFC, which is hilarious because if the Chiefs are the two seed in the AFC and Minnesota's the two seed in the NFC, I know the Chiefs aren't technically the two seed yet. Talk to me at 1045 tonight. That's the difference in both leagues. That Minnesota is the NFC two seed. The Chiefs are the two seed in the AFC. So you think about that. I think Taylor Heineke can be a solid stream play today at quarterback. If you have like a Dak Prescott or a Daniel Jones that you can't play this week because they are on a bye. I think it's a dangerous play because he could go off or he could be terrible, but that's what streams are. You're taking a wild card flyer. You're going to flip the coin, and Taylor Heineke can be that, well, Kirk Cousins type. Either he really goes off or he just absolutely craps the bed. 
But he's got a decent matchup, and with Scary Terry and, and Brian Robinson Jr. all day, Mr. Miniman, I think there's a chance. There's a chance Washington can put up some points against Minnesota, who also does not have a good defense. <laughs> Moving on to the next matchup, Carolina at Cincinnati. Why does this game scream it sucks? All I know is that P.J. Walker, just keep finding D.J. Moore. Please keep finding D.J. Moore. A third-round draft pick by many, your boy included, in both leagues that I'm in. D.J. Moore has looked like D.J. Moore the last two weeks. 11 targets two weeks ago, 10 targets last week. He's found his groove with P.J. Walker. They finally got Baker Mayfield out of that system, which if you didn't see the video, Baker Mayfield returned to practice trying to hit targets. He was throwing him 10 yards past the target. We don't need to see Baker Mayfield anymore in football. I'm done. Just keep P.J. Walker in there because that's the only hope I have, finding D.J. Moore. Also, here's a little note. If you were one of those people that when Christian McCaffrey got traded, you went out and picked up Deonta Foreman or Chuba Hubbard, good for you. Because guess who has the easiest remaining schedule for running backs going forward? The Carolina Panthers. From here to the end of the season, which it's kind of weird to think about this, that Thanksgiving's almost three weeks away. But from here to the end of the season, there's no team with an easier schedule for running backs than the Carolina Panthers. They do run a two-handed monster. Last week, Foreman was really, really good. Probably won a lot of people some games. But going forward, you're going to want to put these guys in your lineup just because solely their matchup and the volume. It's DJ Moore, and then it's running back central with P.J. Walker. As for, as for Cincinnati, I'm confused. I don't know why Cincinnati just can't do it, but I think I found the answer, and that is Jamar Chase is the sole reason that this offense moves. He beat the Chiefs basically by himself in the first game they played last year. Jamar Chase is out. When he's out, Burrow just doesn't quite seem to have it. And I saw the meme last week. It was Andy Dalton in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform, and the caption just said, is this Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase? That's very sad. That's really, really sad. But I think that Joe Burrow's good enough to know that he's got to change his system up enough when Jamar Chase isn't in that he's going to have to somehow find something that works. What works? Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, you got to figure it out. Joe Mixon, been a little steady all year. Not one of my favorite running backs because I think he's on the downward trend. But again, there's no Jamar Chase, so somebody's got to do it. This game just has nasty written all over it. Like a 18 to 24 type of game. Carolina, by the way, the most bet on team this week. The biggest upset alert. I don't know if it is, but I know that the numbers in Vegas have moved and they've been moving heavy to the Carolina side. Money line, spread, under. That all works in Carolina's matchup or in Carolina's favor. Last noon game before we go to break to finish out the noon game for this one. Buffalo at the Jets. You want to talk about lines moving? Buffalo opened up as a 13 and a half point favorite. It's now moved to 11. Why? I think too many people took the Jets. I think that's the only reason why it's moved from 13 to 11. When you think about this, though, this could be a massacre, and I still miss Brees Hall. Brees Hall, that just, man, that hurt my heart. But Buffalo, start them all. And also, I think this is a week where you can comfortably start Gabe Davis. I know Gabe Davis has been a headache. I know since July I've been telling you that Gabe Davis is going to break out this season. Well, the last time I said that Gabe Davis needed to prove it, and get in the lineups for you. That'd be a good matchup. The first catch he got of the game went 99 yards for a touchdown, or maybe it was 98. Either way, I think you have to start them all. And I also like Naheem Hines in this game. Buffalo seems like a team that already has their offense figured out. 
and Naheem Hines seems like the perfect addition for this offense. I think he catches catchdown passes. I think checkdown passes. I think he's good for their screen. Singletary, they can now solely focus on having him run between the tackles and outside the guards because that's what he does best. Naheem Hines always was that guy in Indianapolis that was the third down catching back. Now with Dalvin Cook's brother out, you put in Naheem Hines in that offense, Josh Allen can find him and make him that much better. As for Indianapolis, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. As for the Jets, Michael Carter for sure. James Robinson not playing today. He's out with a knee injury. I don't know how severe that is. You hate to see it because it seems like James Robinson is definitely trending in towards irrelevancy when it comes to a running back in the NFL. Your three-year window might be coming up. But Michael Carter, I also like Garrett Wilson. But again, I don't like anybody on the Jets, honestly, because this seems like a massacre. You know, like when you have a wrestler versus another wrestler and they're in the sharpshooter and they look up and there's just blood going down their face. That's a Steve Austin reference. Either way you want to look at it, I don't like this matchup for the Jets. I think Buffalo crushes it. But again, this game did open up as minus 13 Buffalo, and now it is minus 11. I think the only reason for that is because everybody started to take the Jets and make sure that they could cover this. We come back here on Fantasy Football Sunday, sponsored by Twin Peaks, Eat Streak, Scenic Views. I'll get you the rest of your noon games and get you another recap of who's in, who's out. This is Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens, presented by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views, on 610 Sports Radio, and always live on the Odyssey app. For after hours from 10 to noon, I'll get to all your questions uh, in the final segment, so get your lineup questions ready. We try to go through all the matchups, and then you can kind of hear where I think the blueprint lays, and then then the floor is yours from about, 10, about 9.45 to about 9.55. And just some more reminders of who's in, who's out. Um... Keenan Allen out Sunday today versus the Falcons. Players out for today also include Jordan Poirier, Corey Davis, Jamar Chase, Matt Ryan. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Jonathan Taylor, Devonta Parker, Jahan Dotson, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Who the, we'll get to that, who Justin Herbert's going to throw to. Um, A.J. Terrell, Cameron Brait, Russell Gage, uh, Marquise Goodwin as well uh, as players that are out. James Robinson also out uh, as he has a knee injury. Not sure on the severity of that, but he is definitely out. Chargers also promoted wide receiver Keelan Doss to their active, right, active roster. I think that's a guy you could go pick up. He's definitely like available in probably like 90% of fantasy football leagues, but he's a guy to keep a flag on just because you know Herbert's going to sling it. You know that's what he does. And if he's going to do that, he's got to throw it to somebody because right now it's like Austin Eckler, and I'll tell you exactly what I think about Austin Eckler in this game today because, man. Uh, Mark Andrews, Gus Edwards are both listed as doubtful for Monday night's game versus the Saints. Um, Cordell Patterson is back for the Atlanta Falcons. DeAndre Swift, here's a, you know, uh, limited today. He'll be uh, on a pitch count as he is going to be active, but obviously I think there's other guys you could start in front of him. We'll get to that. Damian Harris is out. That's good for all of you Ramondre Stevenson uh, owners. Cam Akers is active. As to know how much he'll play, we don't know yet. James Conner listed as questionable for today due to a rib injury. is likely to play versus the Seahawks, but Arizona does want to test him pregame and warn up. So Eno Benjamin still might survive uh, one more week. And players to make their debuts. So the new face in the new place, Bradley Chubb, Jeff Wilson, Chase Claypool, TJ Hawkinson, Naheem Hines, uh, Zach Moss and your boy Kadarius Tony Uno Cero. Let's finish up these twelve o'clock matchups. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I feel like I need to come up with a type of game because I always love to give... Therese Paler as much plug as I can when it comes to all juice matchups. I think I need to come up with like an all sludge matchup because that's what this game reminds you of. Indianapolis at New England. Like, is there a game that you're like least interested in? This has to be the one. But the one thing I will say is Deion Jackson. Now, you might think to yourself as you're driving home from church or maybe you're driving to church. Maybe you're driving home from practice or getting donuts at Lamar's or someplace like that for the family. Deion Jackson's season might officially begin today. Paul Charchian was on Cody and Gold with myself and Alex Gold on Friday, and he mentioned something very interesting. Jonathan Taylor may, may, there's a possibility, get sat down for the rest of the year. That's the future of the Indianapolis Colts. He's been hurt basically all year. They're not going anywhere. They got nothing to prove. Frank Reich is probably going to be fired at the end of the year. Their quarterback is Sam Ellinger. It was Matt Ryan. I couldn't honestly tell you who's got a stronger arm. One's 38, one's 25. Then again, this offense depends on their running game. Deion Jackson's season, I think, could begin. Again, he's only rostered in 68% of leagues. It was 40-something percent Friday afternoon. So I think that there is a possibility the Colts end up sitting Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the season. Deion Jackson could be a major play. Now, he goes up against New England, who's number two versus RBs in fantasy football, according to uh, PBR Full Point and ESPN. But again, somebody's got to be there for for the Colts. I know that Michael Pittman's there. I know that Paris Campbell's there. I get it. But again, when you look at what these guys can do for the for the Colts. Deion Jackson in one of the games versus Jacksonville, 12 for 42 and a touchdown, but also had 10 targets and 10 receptions in that game for 79 yards. 
28 total points in that game. So that's the great thing about Deion Jackson, as opposed to Jonathan Taylor. He gives them an option as a pass-catching running back. So he's the guy that can be really good for fantasy teams on a really bad NFL team. So consider starting Deion Jackson today against New England, as I'm assuming that Bill Belichick will do whatever he can to absolutely mess up uh, Sam Ellinger's mindset. Now, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, all guys that you should probably still play if you have them on your roster just because of volume. you got to love volume when it comes to fantasy football. As for New England, Ramondre Stevenson all day, every day, RB7 in the fantasy world. He's been great this year. Damian Harris is still out. If I'm New England, I don't rush him at all. Just let the big dog eat. The Colts give up 120 on the ground every single or on average throughout this season. They're 16th in the league versus the run. So the lower tier of the NFL or maybe right at the mid tier of the NFL. So other than that, I'd say just go heavy on Ramondre Stevenson. He's the guy. He's who you want on your team. And Bill Belichick will just run the living heck out of the ball against the Indianapolis Colts. Keep the ball on your side. Make sure you control the game and the narrative when it comes to Ramondre Stevenson. Congratulations to all of you in fantasy football who drafted him this year. Next game is Vegas at Jags. Could a hot seat be created for one Josh McDaniel? I'm not one for teams to fire their coaches after one year. I think you should at least get two. But by God, has he been bad this year. Josh McDaniel has not been good whatsoever for the Las Vegas Raiders. But let's be clear. Last week, I think, is one of those weeks that is just goofy. We're in the NFL. Nobody gets shut out in the NFL anymore. Hardly ever do you see a zero. That happened to the Raiders last week against the Saints, who were without Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Jameis Winston, and Marshawn Lattimore. Why do I bring up Lattimore? Because he wanted to be, that's that's Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had a very, very bad game last week. What does that mean for this week? I think Devontae Adams has a very, very big game this week. Jacksonville isn't really that great. They give up 240 a game in the air, and you know, you know Derek Carr and Devontae Adams had a conversation where Devontae Adams at the time at, 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 at college, they were good friends. And the pros, it carried over. After last week, there's a hiccup in the friendship. Devontae Adams called Derek Carr and said, I don't care what you do next week, throw me the ball 19 to 20 times. I'll be your Darren Waller, who's not going to play in this game, who has been a big issue for the Raiders because without him, they really don't move the ball that well. Obviously, I think you start Josh Jacobs. You just let him go and let him be the running back that he's been trying to get paid in the NFL on a big contract because he has been a top 10 running back in football this year. But I do think Devontae Adams has a big, big, big game. I think like two touchdowns, 10 catches, 120-type yard game for one Devontae Adams. He doesn't get shut out very often in the NFL, if at all. As for Jacksonville, how we loving Travis Etienne, right? I told you all in August, draft this guy in like the sixth, seventh round. He'll be there. Eventually, they'll phase Jonathan, James Robinson out. I didn't think they'd trade James Robinson, but since week three, they started to phase out James Robinson. Since that time, Travis Etienne's carries and workload got more and more and more heavy. Last week, big game. Had a huge game against the Raiders or against the Broncos in London. 140. Got a ton of touches. Now the only thing we need to see from Travis Etienne, let's get some pass catches. Let's start working him out of the backfield and have Trevor Lawrence, his college quarterback, throw to his college running back. 
just like on the Vegas side. Let's have college quarterback throw to his college wide receiver and see those connections work. Also, that's about all I love for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, if we can just get him some targets, like I said, in the passing game, and if he does happen, this will be a game to do so. So far, he's averaging 6.21 yards per carry and just needs to score more touchdowns. Only two on the season running, I think one to two in the, in the receiving category. Let's get a rushing touchdown. Let's get a receiving touchdown for one Travis Etienne today. But this could be just a battle of the, t- of the running backs. Could be one of the fastest games we watched today. One running back in Travis Etienne is averaging 6.21. The other one in Josh Jacobs is averaging six yards per carry. It's pretty impressive in today's NFL. Next, three, next noon game, we have Miami at Chicago. This is a big wide receivers game. For the Dolphins, I think Waddle and Tyreek Hill both go over 100. I think they both get a touchdown. I like Mike Gusecki in this game, and I love Tua Tugavailoa in this game. Chicago's not that great. Not really. But I think both receivers, again, have 100 yards. I like Raheem Mostert in this matchup. He's going up against the 29th-ranked defense, according to Fantasy Football on ESPN and Full Point PPR Leagues. They're 29th against running backs. Raheem Mostert, kind of interesting that he doesn't get any balls thrown his way, but he gets a lot of handoffs. The other thing that's kind of interesting is Miami went out and got Jeff Wilson Jr. from San Francisco this week. How much does he play? I don't think a lot, but he might be their pass-catching running back Raheem Mostert might be the one that gets the handoffs. The thing I like about this game is that Chicago doesn't give up a ton of passing yards, but he goes up against two anomalies, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. The other thing that he also has to go against, the running game of Raheem Mostert and two attack by Loa being able to find people in the secondary. As for the Bears, Chase Claypool, are you starting him? I'm very interested. 913-586-7610. I don't really have a say in the matter. I know it's a new face in a new place. I've been saying that all day. Normally, that seems to work. Chase Claypool has all the attributes to be a stud receiver. At the combine, they called him Mini Megatron. He has the 4-4 speed. He's got the height. He's got the size, the strength, the route running skills, the hands. Justin Fields, now you have a big, big target. You don't just have Darnell Mooney anymore on the outside. As for their running back game, I think this is the game that Khalil Herbert finally takes the load off the back of David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery's had his time. I think Chicago knows that it's been his time. But I think Chicago is finally starting to figure out that they're a better offense when they put Khalil Herbert in there. I'm just saying, I think this is the week that he gets the job done. I also think that the over hits in this game. 45 and a half is the over, according to Vegas. I think this over gets smashed, and I think it gets smashed early. The reason I I say that is I think Miami comes out and at halftime is up like 21 to 7. They get a little sloppy with their defense. They end up winning this game like 38 to 21. That's a smashed over. That's 59 on a 45 and a half over. But I think that's where you need to put your money if you're betting on over-under. As for the next noon game, what is this? A Thanksgiving preview? We really have to have this kind of stuff on Thanksgiving. Packers at Lions. I don't want anything to do with this game. It's saying if this is a Thanksgiving preview, this game is cranberry sauce. But it did seem that Romeo Dobbs and Aaron Rodgers kind of got on a similar book. Maybe not the same page, but they're both at least in the same department in the library when it comes to chemistry. Aaron Rodgers is the hardest person to work with, and nobody likes him. But Romeo Dobbs had a very nasty touchdown last week and a really good play on the sidelines. Finally kind of came to realization that Aaron Rodgers can trust him. But Aaron Rodgers has to trust himself, and I think he has a split personality. So I don't know what to do when it comes to Romeo Dobbs and the Packers. I'm not playing Aaron Rodgers. I'm not starting Romeo Dobbs. 
I might start Aaron Jones. I'm not 100% on that. But, again, the Packers are going against the worst defense in the league. Granted, it's in Detroit. But if Aaron Rodgers can't throw for 250 and three touchdowns in this game, then you need to just outright release Aaron Rodgers. I did. I had him rostered in my league. I dropped him three weeks ago, and I haven't looked back since. Stop telling yourself that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the last two years. He's not. He misses Devontae Adams. He's done too much ayahuasca, and he doesn't understand where he's at right now in the NFL. He thinks everything's everybody else's fault. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have it. But again, he goes up against the worst defense. And if AR-12 can't do it against Goff and company, then it is over for sure for one Aaron Rodgers. As for the Detroit Lions, St. Brown should smash. Also, I think that opens up his routes more with TJ Hawkinson being gone. And Jared Goff will look to also a ton towards Jamal Williams. DeAndre Swift is going to play, maybe not play a whole lot, be on a pitch count. Jamal Williams should get a lot of carries, should get a lot of check down passes. And again, Detroit can score. They also give up a ton of points, which means if Green Bay keeps scoring and Detroit keeps scoring, this game could be a back and forth game between the Packers and the Lions. And one thing that I can say is I wouldn't be surprised if Jared Goff outshines Aaron Rodgers today. And I really hope he does because how great would that be for poetic justice that a guy who's been on his second team outshines a guy who's never left a team, but yet nobody likes. And really, maybe everybody likes Jared Goff in Detroit, but I'm not sure about that. Uh, Chargers at Atlanta. Is this the all-juice game? Not quite, but it's runner-up. But I know you're probably in your car thinking to yourself, why would he think that this game's going to be juicy? It's going to be. I promise you. Justin Herbert versus Marcus Mariota doesn't sound like a banger of a matchup, but there's no Keenan Allen. There's no Mike Williams. This could be a game where I think Austin Eckler has a Christian McCaffrey type of game. Or maybe we can just call it an Austin Eckler type of game. I can see him easily having 40 fantasy points. He's going to get 10 targets in the passing game. He's going to get the ball 10 to 15 times in the backfield getting handed off by Justin Herbert. I think he could have a big monster fantasy game against the Atlanta Falcons. It just kind of makes sense. You know, it just makes sense that he throw a lot of checkdowns, a lot of wheel routes, a lot of over the middles to Austin Eckler. As for this other thing, too, Gerald Everett could be a stream play this week at tight end if your tight end is out or has a bye, like Dalton Schultz. Maybe he's your tight end. He's out. You need a quick replacement. I like Gerald Everett because, honestly, it's Austin Eckler, and then it's nobody else. He's going to have to throw to somebody. Gerald Everett's a veteran. He's a good tight end. He's quicker than most. He's got decent hands. And in a game like today versus the Atlanta Falcons, he's going to have to have some sort of something going on with Justin Herbert because guess what? Also tight ends that are out, Mark Andrews isn't playing Monday night. As for Atlanta, welcome back, Cordell Patterson. You know that picture of Russell Wilson where he's on his knees and his wife's behind him and he's looking up or he's looking down on the ground praying? I feel like this is what Cordell Patterson draftees are doing today. You finally got your guy back. You finally got your running back slash gadget guy that was like, I don't know, a fantasy football winner last year for many people on the waiver wire that found him. He's back and look for a big game for Marcus Mariota. Speaking of Marcus Mariota, he's a top eight quarterback in full point PPR leagues. Top eight. Why? I think he finally found a system that works for him. They let him run the ball. They let him throw short passes, and it seems to work. Oh, and by the way, he's going up against a team that's the number one worst team versus the run in the NFL. 
the Los Angeles Chargers. So look for Marcus Mariota, Cordo Patterson, and all these guys have a very, very, very big game in this semi-all-juice game. We come back here on Fantasy Football Sunday. We'll get you the 3 o'clock matchups and the Sunday night and Monday night matchup here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens, presented by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views on 610 Sports Radio and always live on the Odyssey app. Less than 30 minutes away from after hours here on Sunday morning, 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens with you. Chris Nacero as well as we get this fantasy football show rolling. Again, 913-586-7610. If you have any questions concerning your fantasy football team, get them in. You're getting in crunch time, man. This is where you got to, like, separate yourself from the pack. This is where you got to put yourself in position. I always say that seven wins should be a lock. Like, six games is a lock to be bowl eligible when it comes to college football. I think seven games is almost a lock to get you in the playoffs in your fantasy football league. Most leagues, their playoffs start, what, like week 15, week 14-ish? So we're in week nine. So you got, what, three more weeks, and you got to get to seven wins. A lot of you are either, like, five and three. Maybe some of you right now are eight and no. And if you are, then you can just, you can kind of, like, stay focused, but you can also relax as well. Um, well, that's kind of interesting, but uh, we'll get to that a little bit later as chief stats are coming out. Um, also something to look at when it comes to your defenses in fantasy football. We'll talk about this a little bit later. Titans have not made a true decision on who's going to be their starting quarterback. And they're trying to keep the information locked up tighter than a pickle jar. You know what I mean? So I don't know what's going on, but I know that on the Sunday night football graphic, It's got Malik Willis in the background, not Ryan Tannehill. But we'll get to that game plus these 3 o'clock games. Chris Unicero, let's fire up some matchups and get these 3 o'clock, 7 o'clock games started. Here is my all-juice game to represent the late, great Therese Paley. Seattle and Arizona. You you know this game's going to be electric. I really wish we got this game at 325 and not the Bucks and Rams. I don't need to see Stafford versus Brady. What I need to see is Geno Smith versus Kyler Murray. How fun is Seattle, by the way, this year, right? They can say whatever they want to say. Last week, Tyler Lockett 100% threw a shot at Russell Wilson, and it was great. He said, it's nice to see nobody cares about personal stats or some sort of something about getting in the end zone. You're not worried about personal accolades. Yeah, you can say that was about anybody. But just when you think that Seattle can't get better when it comes to Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, then they go and add Kenneth Walker to the mix. How good has Kenneth Walker been? If you got him on your waiver wire, you might end up being in the fantasy football championship because he's just been so good. I mean, really good. Like, fireworks good. I love Geno Smith today. I love Kenny Walker. I love Lockett and Metcalf. Start them all. Geno Smith, top 10 quarterback in fantasy football yet. I say it every week until it happens. He said the haters wrote him off. He just hadn't wrote back yet. That's the coldest line anybody's ever dropped in a post-game interview. Ever. Except for maybe Bart Scott when he just said, can't wait. 
As for Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins, man, he's really making me eat my words because I took him out of my top five wide receivers in the NFL. He's basically making me look like a you-know-what, a mule. I know that's where I graduated from, but it's also a safe word on a Sunday. I got to be nice for you people out there today. But DeAndre Hopkins is back, and since he's been back, two games, 200-plus yards, two touchdowns, and last week his touchdown was nasty. It's one touchdown, not two. He'll have two after today. I think DeAndre Hopkins goes over 100 again. I think that he gets looked at in the end zone. Seattle, Arizona, this game screams, screams fireworks, and it makes Murray better when DeAndre Hopkins is on the field. Kyler Murray is still maybe not the quarterback that they got paid for, but again, I like Arizona because I like Seattle. I like Seattle because I like Arizona. James Conner is back. James Conner owners, I'm going to tell you, be cautious. He is also on a pitch count, like DeAndre Swift. So when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner, I love DeAndre Hopkins. As for James Conner, I feel like he's just going to piss off a bunch of Eno Benjamin people. I was big on Eno Benjamin. I thought he ran differently. I thought he made that team better with the way that he ran, his style of running. Little I know, James Conner comes back with that rib injury, and he's probably going to get inside the mix. But I feel like they're only going to use James Conner inside the five, which really hurts Eno Benjamin people. And I'm sorry, but I don't think I can start Eno Benjamin just because of that, what weighs over the top of his potential scoring today. As for the 325 game, the national game over the over the waves. <sighs> Rams at Bucks. Here we go. Last year's what? Big game in the playoffs. This was the this was the, the NFC championship game. Jimmy G versus Tom, or not Jimmy G, Matthew Stafford versus Tommy B. Cam Akers is apparently back and playing. How much he plays, what his role is, we have no idea. Cooper Cup, good to go. That's about it for the Rams. I don't want anybody else. Dead serious. For the Bucks, I guess you got to keep starting Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Tom Brady is just like Aaron Rodgers for a lot of people. I would keep Tom Brady on my bench. I wouldn't cut him. Just because he's got a lot of passing yards this year, but just not a lot to show for it. But again, like, this game doesn't really have anything for me. Leo Fournette, I guess you could start him. But this game seems like it'll be like 17 to 10, and they'll get two touchdowns each in the end of the game. It'll be like 10 to 3. Somebody will tie it. Somebody will take the lead. Game will be over. Under hits. Very, very poor game. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Sunday night football. You're ready for it, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Let's be honest. I don't think Bob Woods has a big game. Hell, I don't even think that Ryan Tannehill may even start this game. Like we heard earlier, Adam Schefter reported that the Titans are trying to keep everything kind of locked tight. They don't want any information to get out. They don't want you to know who's playing quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, who was in a walking boot this week, is questionable to start tonight's game. Malik Willis also, last week, hit 10 passing attempts. 10. You know how many he had in the second half? One. One pass attempt and two quarters of play. What does that mean for the Tennessee Titans? Derrick Henry is going to run the ball 40 times. That's it. That's what you get with the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry is going to run the ball 40 times tonight against the Chiefs. We'll talk more about that matchup in after hours. As for the Chiefs, let's talk about some key guys here. You're obviously starting Travis Kelsey. I think you're probably obviously starting Juju Smith-Schuster and Patrick Mahomes. But other than that, those are the obvious ones. 
if you're in a league in which you are very, very scarce when it comes to wide receivers and you have to start somebody like Kadarius Tony, I think I still start MBS over Tony. But the high boom for Kadarius Tony is also a high bust. Because if you're going to play Tony, he could take a 10-yard catch and turn it into a house call. And he could have a stat line that's like three catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Because of that high potential boom. Now the high potential bust is also there. We could have like three targets, two catches, 25 yards, and be like, okay, he's seen a game underneath the Patrick Mahomes, you know, montage, how Mahomes likes to do things on Sundays. And now you move forward, you add him more and more and more to the lineup. He's also been cleared of all injuries. He's no longer hurt. Everything's fine. He's good to go. But here's the thing. You have to be desperate. You have to have nobody else if you want to start him. I think he's worth draft. I think he's worth rostering and putting a little notification on the side to see what he does tonight against Tennessee. Tennessee ain't great against the pass, but again, just keep your eye on Canarius Tony. Obviously, we all are, and we'll talk more about that in after hours. And the last game of the day. Monday night football. Ravens. Saints. Not much going on here. But I think this is a game in which Lamar Jackson could have like 50 points. Because I don't know who he's going to throw to. In fact, I think you could stream Demarcus Robinson as well. I think when it comes to Demarcus Robinson, he's like the only option for really anything for Lamar Jackson. Rashad Bateman, done for the year. Mark Andrews, out for his Monday night's game. Gus Edwards, out for Monday night game. J.K. Dobbins, out for the year, basically. Who's he going to throw to? What's he going to do? Find Demarcus Robinson and run the ball his damn self. The Saints aren't great. They shut out the Raiders last week. But again, it's the Raiders. You never really honestly know when it comes to that. But when it comes to this game today, Lamar Jack or Monday night, Lamar Jackson should have an electric game. And I also kind of really, really like Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara never got traded. He had a big game last week. This week, he plays against the Ravens defense, which is very suspect and very sketch. So Alvin Kamara should have a big game. Lamar Jackson should have a big game. And I think that you can maybe keep your eye on streaming Demarcus Robinson. It's that time of the show now. We get into your questions. We get into your whatever you need. You let me know. 913-586-7610. It's a fantasy football Sunday. It's brought to you by Twin Peaks. Each streak scenic views. Your questions next here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens, presented by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views on 610 Sports Radio and always live on the Odyssey app. This pop music always reminds me of like a generic in the club. By 50 Cent. What a fantastic album that is. Get Rich or Die Trying might be probably the the number one rap album of my life. Because of where it came out and how old I was when it came out. What a banger. For those of you interesting, uh, interested, Adam Schefter says, New Chiefs receiver Kadarius Tony has recovered from the grade two hamstring pull he suffered in week two while playing for the Giants. He could have played for KC last week. He couldn't have because they were on a bye, um, is what he says. But that gave him one more week to get healthy, and he will be active tonight versus the Titans. Again, just 
Keep him on your roster. 913-586-7610. Question times for you. I have two teams. Singletary and Carter are on the same team with Mostert and Patterson. Good God. Um, 816. Uh, If that's the case, I would start Raheem Mostert and Cordell Patterson. I know Cordell Patterson's been out for a majority of the year, uh, but they play the Chargers. The Chargers give up a ton of running uh, yard, rushing yards. They're the worst against the run in the NFL. Mariota's really figured out that system. He gets a new gadget player to add to his uh, resume today. I'm not. I'm not mad about any of those two players. I think Raheem Mostert has a big game today against um, against his matchup. I like the way that that he can play with the Dolphins. Uh, against the Bears, I think the Dolphins have a big game today. That over-under is 45 and a half. We had mentioned that earlier. I think you have to take the over on that. I think they can easily score 46 points in that matchup. That game could be 31 to 21. That's 52. That's a comfortable, comfortable pick uh, for the over. And then the response is, I wasn't going to play Patterson until I heard you just talk a second ago. Well, there you go. There you go, 816. Hopefully it doesn't fail you. Because there's nothing I love more then I try to give advice before a game has even started. And then the game ends and it's, damn you, Dusty. Sorry. Sorry. Geno Smith or Justin Fields? Really? I know Justin Fields has been good since like week three. So for like six weeks, five weeks, Justin Fields has actually been pretty decent because it seems Chicago is really starting to let him be. I think Chicago's finally starting to let Justin Fields be the quarterback that he was at Ohio State, which was a Heisman finalist, which was a uh, a national championship losing quarterback um, to uh, Alabama. But I think when you look at Ohio, or when you look at Justin Fields now in the NFL, they are starting to let him get more comfortable. They're starting to let him do his thing where he does the RPO more often than not. They kind of took a picture or a page out of the Ravens playbook where they took Lamar Jackson from Louisville that won a Heisman trophy. And they said, why don't we just let him continue to do the same thing in the pros? And then that turned into an MVP trophy. 816. Good morning, Dusty. Good morning, 816. Do you like Jacoby Myers or Garrett Wilson? Good God. Uh, Probably Jacoby Myers over Garrett Wilson. I love the rookie out of New York. But again, it's the Bills. And I could see this being a Bills game where they're just like, you know what? 31-7. Bring it on the rest of the NFL. We're the best team, and you know it. Just pull a total MJF from AEW. We're better than you. You know it. This is a division game. The Jets haven't really been the same since the Brees Hall injury, which is just very crushing. So probably go Jacoby Myers. And I don't love that either. From the 913, which wide receiver should I start between Alave, St. Brown, Gabe Davis? That's tough, man. That's a that's a good problem to have. I mentioned earlier when it came to Gabe Davis that I really, really think that this is a game where he comes out of nowhere. Because that game last week against the Packers was just kind of like Stephon Diggs is, hey, I'm just going to talk a bunch of trash out of the tunnel. Which, again, I don't know why there's only one tunnel, but, again, Buffalo Stadium's getting uh, built across the street so that that won't be relevant much longer. Just like the Michigan-Michigan State thing, one tunnel, all the players. You think there's any testosterone before or after a football game? Good grief. Um, But I like Gabe Davis. I think this could be a Gabe Davis type of explosion game where it's like 
five or six catches for 142 yards and a touchdown, maybe two. Because Allen seems to always look for Gabe Davis. And it's always for yardage above 20 yards. Like, he's averaging like 24 yards per catch. Which is obscene and disgusting all at the same time. Because it's like he's getting five or six catches a game, and they're all going for at least 24 yards every time he catches the ball. So he's good for almost three to four points a catch. The question is, does he get the action with Knox and Diggs out there as well? And now that Allen has a new toy, Naheem Hines, we'll see how he uses him as well. And then when it comes to the other two, Alave, St. Brown, I think if I had to rank them one through three, I'd go Dave. No, I'd go St. Brown, Davis, and Alave. I think Alave has potential to be a breakout player in the next couple of years. I think he's already been pretty good this year as a rookie, but Andy Dalton scares me. Um, I really would like to see what he could do with Jameis Winston because I think Winston would just rip it no matter what. Doesn't care if there's one or four guys on him. He's just going to throw it. Um, but then also, I think with St. Brown, Jared Goff and St. Brown are on a really nice page. Uh, Detroit knows how to score. They can get into a rhythm. They play Green Bay this week. Green Bay, obviously, they have some good corners. But again, this is a game that's at Detroit, the Thanksgiving preview. Um, and St. Brown seems to be a stud always. Uh, from the 816, Palmer, Juju, Boyd, PPR, pick two. I would go Juju and Boyd. I think that Tyler Boyd is going to be the number one guy. I know T Higgins is there for Joe Burrow, but with no Jamar chase, Tyler Boyd kind of runs the similar routes. Like he can stretch the field. He can take that pass for like 15 yards and turn it into 60. He can take that deep route pass, catch it into the, to the end zone and get you like three or four catches for 110 and a touchdown. And you've made your quota when it comes to Boyd. So I'd go Boyd and Juju. I think Juju has another big game. The last two games would indicate that he has to start 200 and what? 37 yards in the last two games, 12 catches, two touchdowns. I think the Juju Smith-Schuster and Patrick Mahomes tandem has arrived. Um, from the 913, Aaron Jones, Kenny Walker, and Dalvin Cook. Do not start Aaron Jones. Go Kenny Walker and Dalvin Cook. They're going to get more volume anyway. I get it. Aaron Jones plays against the Detroit Lions. He shares the backfield. Dalvin Cook, Kenny Walker, they do not. Uh, Kenny Walker's part of my all juice matchup is it's Seattle versus Arizona in that 305 game on Fox today. I love that game. And I love that matchup for Kenny Walker. I think he could absolutely go nuts. He's a stud. He was a waiver wire fine. That's similar to what was it? David Johnson, a bunch of years ago when nobody knew who David Johnson was out of Northern Iowa and then just set the world on fire for Arizona. And then the next year was the number one overall pick. Then it was over. Um, as for dusty tight ends from the six, six, Oh, Tanyan or Otten? Yes, I said, but rest of a monster, rest of the roster is a monster. Go Tanyan. I mean, Rogers still seems to find him. Uh, so I think I would go there. And when it comes to this question, I went through which receiver should I start between Olave, St. Brown, or Gabe Davis? I've already answered that question. Um, and you know that. You said thank you. And I say you're welcome. That's been a fantasy football Sunday here on 610 Sports Radio. I am Dusty Likens. Thanks to Christian Nasero for producing this. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back, the two of us. We're going to chop it up. We're going to talk a little Chiefs, Titans, a little college football. KU's going bowling. And all of you can still text me whatever you want. I'll answer your questions. 913-586-7610. For Christian Nacero, I'm Dusty Likens. In about three minutes, we'll talk to you on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.